Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome in, welcome in to a very special edition of the Anchor Report. I mean, first of all, it's St. Patrick's Day, so that's awesome. And because of St. Patrick's Day, my main studio is being utilized for something else. So I'm over here. I try to make it as vibey as possible for y'all. And I think, you know, it looks pretty cool in here. But more importantly, we got a roster. We got the most important roster of our lives up to this point. It is the roster uh, that is going to be used in this last round of World Cup qualifying that's going to determine whether the U.S. makes it in to the World Cup. So let's go ahead and start this video off the way that we're supposed to. This is a live video, so Jared Ferreira, I do see your comment. Bill, I do see your comment. You guys are going to be able to comment, and uh, and let's get into this uh, as we kind of reflect on these rosters and then get get ready to go to our, our St. Patrick's Day celebrations because I'm sure a lot of us out there are doing that right now. Before we get started, guys, uh, we got to do some business. You know how it goes. Let's play this ad. It's going to be 30 seconds. We're going to be back, and then we're going to jump right into the roster. And now a word from today's sponsor, Bet Online. would like to wish you a happy betting new year as we continue our march towards the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all betting action in 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, and of course, soccer, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available in 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Woohoo! So now that we got that out of the way, let's hop right in, guys. I, I want to get your uh, your reactions, your, your kind of instant reactions to this roster. So definitely let me know in the comment section what you're thinking. Uh, but first of all, I think we should jump in where we always jump in, and that's that's the goalkeeper. So for this roster, we got Ethan Horvath, Sean Johnson, and Zach Steffen. And I, I think, you know, whenever we did our, uh, our our prediction video about what this roster would be, the big question was, was about Matt Turner and was about uh, Zach Steffen. Now, luckily, Zach Steffen has returned to the lineup. I think that's absolutely massive. I mean, we've talked before on this channel about how Zach Steffen seems to be like a real leader uh, on this team, a guy that that the, the team looks looks to and and um, is more than just uh, just a keeper for this squad. So I think it's very important to have him back in the squad. Uh, hopefully he'll be able to go and, and we don't have to worry about that. Now, the big the big thing that kind of happened since we did our preview video was was Ethan Horvath just kind of came back out of nowhere and started uh, getting starts for his club. Uh, and it's looking really good. Seems to have earned a starting position there. So that really strengthened uh, this position that we were uh, really worried about. Uh, the the big rumor with Matt Turner was that he, you know, got frostbite in the um, in the game um, in the in the frozen game against Honduras and and hurt Gomez on, on uh, whenever I interviewed him uh, yesterday. Actually debunked that on the channel, which was really cool. So, so we got that. I, I think the big omission is Gabby Slolina. Uh, that's the player everybody's excited about the young teenager from uh, Chicago fire. Uh, but I think if we're honest, I think this is a, this is a good spot to be um, heading into the most important window of world cup qualifying. I, I think I'm happy having kind of the older guys. I think I'm happy uh, with Zach Steffen. I'm very happy with uh, Ethan Horvath backing him up. We we've seen Ethan Horvath come into a game where he, absolutely has to show up and we know what he can do. So I'm excited about that. Uh, and 
and Sean Johnson's just been a part of the unit the whole time. So I think that we're pretty secure in this particular position uh, as we move forward. Let me, uh, let's see. Samuel Saravia says, no Brooks, no Carter Vickers. Yeah, we're going to get to the center backs next. Uh, let's actually pull that up right now so we can get we can get an instant reaction to that. So for our defenders, we've got Reggie Cannon, Serginho Dest, Aaron Long, Eric Palmer Brown, Anthony Robinson, Miles Robinson, James Sands, DeAndre Yedlin, and Walker Zimmerman. Um, honestly, the big surprise... Excuse me. The big surprise on this list for me is is Eric Palmer Brown. Uh, we kind of talked about in the preview video that I didn't really expect many surprises on this particular roster. I didn't think that Greg was going to call too many people in that we haven't seen. And I don't recall Eric Palmer Brown being a part of a uh, of World Cup qualifying at all. I was not surprised at all that John Brooks isn't going to be on this roster. Uh, I didn't think Cameron Carter Vickers was going to be on the roster because I didn't think that he was going to be bringing in many players that haven't been a part of this roster before. Uh, so yeah, uh, Eric Palmer Brown was a huge surprise for me. Uh, I, I'm not super worried about no John Brooks or no Cameron Carter Vickers. I think defensively is where this squad has shined throughout World Cup qualifying. I've been really happy with the performances of um, of Walker Zimmerman and with Miles Robinson, and hopefully they'll be able to go for the uh, for all three games. Now the big question is is you know Chris Richards got injured in that last uh, World Cup qualifying window, and he won't be a part of this team. Uh, so that is scary because if we need to rotate, uh, we won't have the the three center backs that we've been rotating this entire time. Uh, instead, it's going to have to be, you know, one of Eric Palmer Brown, um, maybe uh, James Sands. You know, that's these are guys that I don't know. Now, one name that we did call that we thought would be a part of the lineup and and is 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 Aaron Long and and you know. Craig Berhalter has been calling in Aaron Long for um, a, a number of these call-ups even before Aaron Long was healthy. So it made sense that when Aaron health, when Aaron Long returned uh, and was healthy, he would be a part of this lineup. So uh, that's there's no surprise there. Uh, let's see what Frank Kassler has to say. With no Brooks, people can stop pretending Berhalter cares about the quality of the squad and admit he admit he prefers picking his lap dogs. I mean, you're coming with a lot of heat there, Frank. <laughs> My my favorite thing about like co like comments like that with coming with like a lot of heat is like you look at the heat coming off the comment and then you see like the uh, default picture of like the really cute baby girl with the Bills uh, Christmas hat on like is <laughs> the juxtaposition. Uh, yeah, uh, as far as that, I I I've been saying this for a while and and I don't know why it's so pervasive out there that a national team is always the best 23 players or whatever, you know, 28, whatever it happens to be the best 23 players. Uh, it, it rarely is. It rarely is. Every coach has their favorites and every coach has players that they've banished into netherworld for whatever reason. I mean, uh, Carlos Vela has been a standout as a Mexican international for some time. And he hasn't been involved with that group for a while. Where I talk to El Tree fans, they're always upset that Chicharito is not part of their lineup. Um, in in other parts of the world, um, I mean, Kareem Benzema was not part of the France World Cup squad. Like, there's there's always issues within rosters. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes between John Brooks and Greg Berhalter. Uh, I, I think it's pretty clear at this point that it's not a form thing. John Brooks has shown that he does have the form uh, to be a part of this squad. Uh, we know that John Brooks can do things with his left foot uh, from the back line that no other center back can in the pool. Uh, it, it's it's definitely not a um, 
a, a quality issue or a form issue. It's it's certainly something else that's going on. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's where I'm at with that. Shout out tactical manager. Talk about Breck Shea being snubbed. Uh, tactical manager has done more. Uh, for Breck Shea than I think any YouTube commentator has done for any player. I had not heard that name for some time until Filippo decided that uh, he was going to be his guy. So I, I think uh, if Breck Shea gets a bonus for uh, Jersey sold, I think that a percentage of that bonus belongs to Filippo. Um, I, I would I would put my name behind that. Uh, if I'm Filippo, I'm sending him a, a DM asking for our, um, asking for a check. Cole of Centauri donates four ninety nine. It says, "Ironic that our defense is so strong. Historically, our defense has been our weakest link." Uh, yeah, that's been the Greg Berhalter era, and and really kind of definitive of his teams, sort of wherever he's been. It's been about uh, it's been about strong defense and just a struggle to score goals. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'm gonna. Um, we're going to touch on that as we get further along in the lineup, but we've got some offensive players playing really well, really, really well. And and hopefully that form that they're showing uh, from their, um, from their uh, club team rubs off on the national team. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Let's see what Philippe, Philippe dude, <laughs> I would donate back to the Breck J foundation. Uh, hope, I'm, uh, hopefully the Breck Shea Foundation is snake related. Hopefully it's about like recovering snakes from soccer facilities and returning them back to the wild. I think that that would be a fantastic uh, issue for Breck Shea to get behind. Let's let's uh, we just talked about the center backs. Let's move it over to the fullbacks. And in this roster, we have Reggie Cannon, Serginho Dest, Anthony Robinson, and DeAndre Yedlin. So. That's more or less what I was expecting. Again, I know a lot of people want Scally. I was not expecting Scally because he just hasn't been a part of it. Um, and, and that's sort of consistent with what Greg Berhalter's been doing. Uh, one of the frustrating things from last window was Greg uh, called in three right backs and only one left back. And it seems like, you know, uh, he enjoyed that so much that he decided to do it again. The big news regarding the fullbacks is, of course, uh, Serginho Dess pulled up with a with a hamstring it i'm sorry i'm speaking out of turn it what looked like a hamstring injury in his last game which was a shame man because he was playing fantastic uh he looked really good out there for barcelona uh, but it did look like he went limped off with a hamstring issue greg berhalter was actually asked about that whenever the roster dropped on sports center and he said you know we're worried about it he said it doesn't look good and he said if he needs to bring somebody in he gave Four names. He said it could be, and he gave them in this order, by the way, if that's important to you. Uh, he said it could be George Bello, Joe Scally, Shaq Moore, or Sam Vines. Uh, so we'll see if if Desk can go. Hopefully this injury is not as bad as we thought it was. I remember a few weeks ago whenever uh, Gio Reyna pulled up lame, what, what looked like a re-injury of his hamstring, he was able to go uh, fairly quickly after that. So maybe it's something like that. Maybe it's not a long-term issue. I mean, luck of the Irish today, right? We'll, we'll see what happens with that. But if not, uh, George Bello looks um, – George Bello has been playing – I think he, he's been playing pretty well for um, – for his club team, I'm excited about what he can do. I know we all want to see, uh, we all want to see um, Joe Scally in there. I, I, I'm assuming it would be Bellow since this is the name that Greg Berhalter called first, and that, uh, and that we've seen him with the national team before. Eric C says, "Man, Sam looks like 
just like David Rose from Schitt's Creek. And it's something that my friends tell me. I've never actually seen that show, but people tell me that. So you're consistent with what, what a lot of my friends are telling me. Alex Cruz donates $2 and says, let Acosta start against Eltree, Sid Adams. And, and I tend to agree with that. I know that there's a lot of people out there who feel like, you know, we should treat this Mexico game as a must win and they're all must wins. But statistically, they're not. Statistically, we can beat Mexico and still – uh, if if Costa Rica and um, Panama get nine points, we're still in a lot of trouble. Uh, the the most important thing for us is realistically the most important thing for us is for Panama and Costa Rica to have bad windows. That's the most important thing. So if we can contribute to Panama and Costa Rica having bad windows, that result is mathematically more important than the Mexico result. Of course, it would be great to beat Mexico. Of course, it improves our chances to go to the World Cup to beat Mexico. I think that we have a lineup, even with sitting Adams and starting Acosta, I think we have enough quality players that we can we can really put it to Mexico over in uh, Estadio Azteca. Uh, that's that's my personal belief there, uh, and, and that's how I think that we're gonna we're gonna hit it moving forward. But since you brought up uh, Kellen Acosta, the midfielder, uh, let's check take a look at these midfielders. And there's a huge surprise here, guys. There's a massive surprise. I mean, can you guys tell me what it is? Can you uh, can you pick out the 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 missing name? Because I had to look at this roster a couple of times to see if it was there, and, and sure enough, it's not. Midfielders, we got Kellen Acosta, Tyler Adams, Jean Luca Busio, Luca Della Torre, Eunice Musa, and Christian Roldan. Uh, so this is more or less exactly what I was expecting. The only thing that uh, Greg has here that that I wasn't quite expecting was um, Christian Roldan. Uh, we know that he kind of has a love affair with Christian Roldan, so a uh, bit of a surprise there. But I, I've never been. I've never been one to be upset about the extra players on the roster. I'm more concerned about the guys who are actually going to contribute. I don't think Christian Roldan is going to be playing a lot of minutes. You got a lot of quality players on this lineup that can really take care of it. But I think you guys are already calling it out. I mean, Samuel cuts just right there. Just, just razor sharp right here. Uh, no Sebastian Legette, man. No Sebastian Legette, which is a big su surprise, I think, for a lot of people. I mean, I talked to a lot of people at the beginning of World Cup qualifying, throughout World Cup qualifying, that said uh, Greg Berhalter was never going to drop Sebastian Legette, that there was just no chance. And here we are uh, at the last um, at the last World Cup qualifier, and Sebastian Legette's not there. Uh, he, he hasn't looked great for his new club so far. He hasn't played a minute for the national team, I think, since October. Um, and, and he, he's, he's finally dropped from the national team. So I know a lot of people are going to be excited about that. Uh, I think Matt Murata, uh, says what I think a lot of people are saying is would love to have seen Mihailovic get a shot over rolled on, uh, which, which is a, a sentiment that I've seen a lot of places. Um, Jordy Mihailovic is looking good right now, uh, in MLS, um, and, and I think he's one of those players that deserves an opportunity. He did get called into that January, December, January camp thing, whatever. Uh, and, and I think he's one of those players that's going to get that opportunity. If the U S is able to qualify, he's going to be one that gets brought in and gets a look. But I think in this particular position, I think when we're talking about, what are we talking about here? The fifth, the fifth midfielder or something like that, uh, which is what rolled is going to be. Uh, I think this is more of a locker room guy. I think this is more of a guy that's going to be carrying, carrying, in his own bags, kind of being in there, just being a part of the group, knows what he's doing. You don't have to teach him the drills and practice or anything. Uh, that's sort of why Christian Roldan was brought in over uh, Mihailovic. But I am interested in seeing 
Mihailovic. I mean, the big question with the midfielders is, uh, you know, you got no uh, Wes McKinney and you're going to have Tyler Adams on a yellow card. So what happens? Um, is it going to be, uh, so we're not going to have the MMA midfield. Is it going to be uh, Luca De La Torre getting a bunch of minutes? Is it going to be Jean-Luc Abusio getting a bunch of minutes? We know it's not going to be Sebastian Legette at this point. Uh, I've been a big um, uh, Jean-Luc Abusio guy uh, for a while. He's, you know, his, his, he hasn't played a ton of minutes. There was a, a few months ago, he was starting every game and going 90 uh, over for his club team, Venezia. Venezia, sorry. Uh, anyway, I always get criticized for my Italian pronunciation, which I don't think is fair because I'm from South Louisiana. I'm not supposed to be able to speak Italian. Anyway, you should see me order coffee. But besides that, uh, Busio was like in, in great form for a while. And then all of a sudden his minutes have kind of been falling off. So uh, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens there. We know what Luca De La Torre has been doing in the Dutch league. We know what he did uh, in that last game against Honduras. We understand that Honduras was a super open game. It played really into his hands. It's going to be way different going up against uh, Mexico and Estadio Azteca. Uh, I think that, um, that Luca De La Torre would work better against Mexico. Uh, considering I think it's going to be a very transitional game, and I don't think Busio is is as good in the transition game as Luca De La Torre. I think Luca De La Torre is way better whenever we're in possession, whenever we're sitting back and we can pick pick teams apart. He's a tempo guy, uh, so so I think that I think that we're in good hands with Luca De La Torre. Certainly not as good as if uh, Weston McKinney was there, uh, but but I'm pretty happy with Luca De La Torre right there. Um, I think. You know, worst case scenario for me, what I don't want to see is Kellen Acosta playing an eight. I think Kellen Acosta has looked his best with the national team whenever he's playing the six. Uh, I think he can do that destroyer role really well. Um, I, I don't think that he offers much in the offense. I think all the games that we've seen him whenever he's played further up the field have just been miserable. I think, I mean, what what games, the Panama game, um, the, the, the Canada at home game. I mean, it's just never been good. Uh, so that's that's what I'm worried about. But uh, I do think that um, I do think that we're in good hands with 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 the midfield that we got. I think it's going to be able to get it done. Uh, my Nala says Hoppy, and I don't I don't understand that people have been still talking about Matthew Hoppy. Matthew Hoppy has got to get on the field for his club team. Like I know that we have striker issues, but we do have players that are playing. We do have players that are getting minutes for their club, and Matthew Hoppy's at a uh, at a low tier um, uh, Spanish Premier Division club, and he's not able to get minutes. Whether that's a, a question of his form, whether that's, I mean, there has been reports about his attitude or whatever else. If it's an issue with the with the uh, with the coach, whatever it is, but whatever it is, it's got he's got to get on the field. He's got to get on the field. He's not going to get called into the national team uh, unless he gets on the field. Let's speaking of the field. Let's move further up the field. Let's move into. Uh, Let's move into the forwards. We got Brendan Aronson. I'm going to do the wingers first. We got Brendan Aronson, Paul Ariola, Jordan Morris, Christian Pulisic, Gio Reyna, and Tim Weah. And Greg brought a lot of forwards, man. That's a lot of guys. That's a lot of guys for not that many positions. And I think uh, I think a big reason why he did that was because of uh, Gio Reyna. We don't really know what the condition of Gio Reyna is going to be uh, as we move into this window. Um, if we get a few minutes here and there from Gio Reyna, I think the, the minutes that we get from Gio Reyna are going to be so good that it's just going to be worth it. Uh, but 
I, I feel like the bulk of the minutes are going to be eaten up by Christian Pulisic and Tim Weah. They're in uh, Christian Pulisic is in tremendous form right now. I'm sure all you guys saw his uh, his Champions League goal over the weekend. I'm hoping that we see that Superman Christian Pulisic that we've been waiting for and qualifying all along. If we can get that guy, if we can get that guy who's been playing for Chelsea the last couple of weeks, I think a lot of our offensive issues and worries are just gonna uh, are just gonna change the game for us. I, I think he. That Christian Pulisic, the Christian Pulisic that puts on the cape, that makes that run in behind and just has that deadly finish, um, is is just a complete game changer for the U.S. men's national team. Uh, and, and if he's able to uh, get those minutes, then I think that's a tremendous asset. Now, uh, he also brought in Paul Areola. I think I think just, just to irritate Twitter, I think that's the only reason why he brought in Paul Areola. Uh, I'm not expecting him to get a ton of minutes. Guys, Chance Miller says hit the like button. I can't see the likes right now. I'm assuming that there's more people in there in here than likes. So if you haven't hit the like button, make sure you do that. Uh, let's see. Alex Cruz says $2. What do you think of Geo as a super sub? I mean, I think Geo's boy. I, I think the, the absolute moon of Geo. And I think if you've been watching his, um, his uh, minutes that he's been getting for Dortmund since he returned from injury, every time he's come on as a sub, he's impacted the game, whether that's an assist or like, a really nice moment, a really nice opportunity. I think he just offers so much class, and he is a player that's even at 19 years old was just built and born and is ready for Concacaf. and And I think having him in this lineup just makes me feel so much better uh, about everything as we head into this window. Uh, so whatever minutes we can get from Gio Reyna, uh, it, it, whether it's 45 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it is. I mean, I, I think he's going to change the game. Now, one name I haven't mentioned yet is Brendan Aronson. And Brendan Aronson has been, uh, you know, he, he had some really good games against Bayern Munich in the Champions League. Um, he's an, he's an interesting player. I don't know that he fits kind of the, the same role that like, uh, Gio Reyna or Christian Pulisic or certainly Tim Weah. Tim Weah has been absolutely electric on the wing for the U S men's national team. I don't know if he quite does those same things that those players do. And I don't know that we've quite seen the best Brendan Aronson, like the Brendan Aronson that we see, um, over in, um, over in Austria with the U S men's national team, but he's still, a tremendous player and and um to have a player like that to have a player that leads wanted to buy for 30 million dollars uh midway through the um through, through the tr through the season uh, as a player that's like at this point your fourth option off the bench is, is just a tremendous asset let's see what chance has to say is a long comment here chance miller says we like finishing Pulisic and penalty shot Pulisic. we are not fond of the Pulisic that holds the ball too long and then crushed gets crushed by a defender yeah i think you're right on there chance yeah the the Christian Pulisic that we saw in the last window, who was just dropping in, throwing off the rhythm of the team, just holding the ball for way too long, making the decision to to run at groups and defenders rather than just play it on. Um, that guy is is a um, that guy didn't get it done for us. But since he returned to, to Chelsea, and I think a big part of that was that um, they, he released an interview with I think ESPN or somebody else where he actually talked about being on the national team, feeling like he had to be the hero, feeling like he had to do it all himself, but realizing that there's enough quality around him on the national team that he doesn't have to do that, uh, that he can just be one of the guys. And, 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 and I think since he came out with that interview, his play for Chelsea has just turned around. We've seen him get the ball out of his feet so much faster, and that's allowed him to be effective uh, all over the field. And he's, he's getting the assists and getting the goals and making an impact. If we can get that guy for the national team, boys, if we can get that guy for the national team, I think, 
I think uh, qualifying is going to be a breeze. Christopher Morningstar says, can't wait to watch the upcoming games, but wish we weren't so, so close to the other teams for qualifying, especially coming off not qualifying for the last World Cup. Such a heartbreak. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're definitely in a position where we can get it done. It's one of those situations where, you know what? If you're the United States and you can't beat Panama at home, do you really deserve to go to the World Cup? It's one of those things. Like you, you got to get it done whenever you have the opportunity. The U.S.'s form at home has been tremendous. Uh, the U.S. has a has Christian Pulisic, our, our our best asset, coming into form right now, looking absolutely tremendous. Uh, can they go out uh, in a World Cup qualifier in Orlando? It, where just all the pressure will be on and get it done. If they can do that, then, then they can qualify for the World Cup. And and all of a sudden, we're all very excited and, and having different conversations leading up to the to the World Cup. Uh, but that's that's basically how it goes. You got to win that game if if you deserve to go to the World Cup. Let's move on to the forwards, and this is where uh, there was a little bit of a of a surprise, at least for me. Uh, we got Jesus Ferreira, we've got Jordan Pifak, and we got Ricardo Pepe. Uh, so in my preview video, I had instead of Jordan Pifak, I had Josh Sargent. Uh, I thought Greg was going to go with Josh Sargent because, of course, uh, he went to Norwich versus Liverpool and actually watched Josh Sargent play. And I thought that, that was a great indication that uh, Josh would be a part of the lineup. I also thought, you know, if you guys watch my video um, – what was it called? My beef with Greg Berhalter. Uh, it was all about not having a plan B and about knowing what was coming in CONCACAF and, and not changing. Uh, and, and I think whenever we think about what Jordan Pifog does well and what he doesn't do well is he's not going to be able to play the system the way that Ricardo, uh, that, that uh, Jesus Ferreira can't. Jordan Pifak is not going to drop in. He's not going to link up. He's not going to bring other players into the game. Jordan Pifak is going to get into the box and he's going to finish off chances. And that doesn't really work within Greg's system, but it does work if you're in CONCACAF and you've got 15 minutes left and the other team is bunkering down and you absolutely need a goal and you're just throwing things against the wall and hoping something sticks. He's a player that you can put in that situation and make it work. And I think there's a number of times throughout World Cup qualifying where we wished we had a player like that, but we simply didn't. So bringing in uh, Jordan Pifak sort of represents for me, at least, that Greg is looking at this and thinking um, that that maybe we need a change up. Maybe late in the game we're going to need something, and, and Jordan Pifak can be that guy. He's absolutely the most informed striker for the U.S. Men's National Team right now. Of course, that's not saying a lot compared to his competition. Speaking of that, the other uh, the other guys, let's see, Ricardo Pepe comes in, the teenager, of course, just made the big move to Osberg um, and is not going well for him right now. The ball, the goals aren't coming. He's not getting a ton of minutes. He's not starting. Um, you know, he Ricardo Pepe hit the ground running, guys. If you remember, Ricardo Pepe started getting starts for FC Dallas and getting goals right before the Gold Cup. So it was summer of last year. So it hasn't even been a full year since Ricardo Pepe broke into his team at FC Dallas, overtook um, uh, Frank O'Hara uh, for the starter's job, started scoring goals, started getting the press, gets brought into the national team, scores for the national team, starts really blowing up, uh, then then makes the, the record move over to Osberg. And, and all of a sudden, as a teenager, is trying to figure out, you know, how to speak German and how to live in Germany and just the, the craziness of the world. It hasn't even been a year. It's it's all come so fast. So 
I'm not super surprised that that Ricardo Pepe would be struggling. I think any if you're a teenager, I mean, I'm sure a lot of us have have um have like moved out at 18 to go to college and maybe moved into a new city. But boy, to move into a new city and oh by the way, somebody gave you a boatload of money to perform as soon as you got to that new city and oh by the way, it's in a different language and you don't know anybody and everything is different, the food is different, every it's it's just a um a remarkably tough situation and I'm assuming that Ricardo's a remarkably tough young man. I think he's going to get through it. Uh but but right now, it is a concern. It is a concern. And, and to round out the strikers, it's Jesus Ferreira. Uh, I've been on high on Jesus Ferreira for a while. I think he does a lot of great things. I've been watching for FC Dallas. One thing about FC Dallas is they run a very similar offense to Greg Berhalter. Uh, so you get to see Jesus Ferreira in that striker position playing more or less the type of striker role that he would play for Greg Berhalter. And he's been doing really well for FC Dallas. He does so well linking up, finding players in behind, uh, kind of getting into good positions. The thing he hasn't done well uh, so far for FC Dallas is score goals. He's had chances, but he hasn't been able to, to, to get them uh, in the back of the net. Now, I think that what have we had three or four games in MLS this season? I think if Jesus Ferrer continues to put himself in that position, the goals are going to come. And, and I think if those goals do come, if he gets a double digit uh, goals this season in MLS, like he's the type of player that with his skill set, with all of his abilities, if he can score goals, if he can add that to his game, uh, he'll be an absolutely um, just sought after prospect. Uh, one of those guys that somebody's going to pay a boat boatload of money to get out of MLS. It's just a matter of getting those goals. I think that they're going to come. I think that Jesus Ferreira uh, gets a lot of minutes for this national team. I, I think that he starts in that Panama game. I, I would say Ricardo Pepe starts against Mexico, and then uh, Jesus Ferreira starts against Panama. Um, and, and then Jordan Peefox, kind of that that changeup guy that gets brought in in the end. Uh, but but I do think, I mean, so much is riding on on uh, Christian Pulisic. If Christian Pulisic can be that dude, if he can be that number 10 for Chelsea, that guy that we see, uh, in the Champions League and the Premier League, it's just going to take so much pressure off of everybody else. Mainala says, what a $5 donation. Why do you think CCV wasn't called up? Why does GGG hate us? Bonus, Slow Nina, the kid is fire. Well, I would say, uh, I would say, first of all, there's some quality players for the national team. I, I think we got to respect that. I think that uh, at the center back position, I think that Miles Robinson has been really good. And I think that uh, Walker Zimmerman has been really good. Uh, I also think that the system that Greg runs and, and we, we know that Greg has been really slow to call players in. I don't think that he's um, interested in bringing in players that haven't been a part of it. I was really surprised when Eric Palmer Brown got brought in. Um, so I wasn't expecting a lot of outsiders to be a part of this lineup. If uh, I, I think CCV is one of those players that absolutely deserves a look, I put him in the same category that I've kind of put Georgie Mihailovic in uh, earlier of players that if we qualify for the world cup, I think, you bring in Scally, you bring in a lot of these guys, you know, you get Conrad back in, maybe you bring in Matthew Hoppy and kind of uh, see what else is out there. But I, I didn't expect a lot of changes uh, throughout World Cup qualifying. And honestly, I mean, the last window, it's so important. You've got to get this done in order to qualify. Just so much is on the line. Now's not really the time to bring in a, a center back that hasn't been a part of this unit. Um, and I think that that makes sense. I don't know that GGG hates you. I don't think that GGG cares about whether or not we like him. I think that that's a, a vibe that I get from him. And that's something that I sort of hear from whenever I talk to some of the people in the industry who have known him. Uh, I mean, I asked, um, I asked uh, G 
Jimmy Conrad whenever I interviewed him uh, specifically about that. Does does uh, does Greg Berhalter care about being liked? And and Jimmy was like, no, it's not really who he is. I think he's a real. He has like a business relationship with a lot of his players, and I think there's a lot of respect there. Uh, but as far as being a dude that people are going to like, I don't think he cares about that one bit. And I think that that has added to a lot, uh, fuel a lot of this fire uh, of why um, why the fan base has not had a love affair with Greg Berhalter. Bonus, Slonina, the kid is fire. Uh, yeah, he'll get his opportunity, man. But this is this is the last winter of World Cup qualifying. I mean, look at the guys that he brought in. Uh, Sean Johnson has been a, with the group the whole time. Uh, Ethan Horvath has uh, started getting starts and, and has shown that he can come off the bench and be a, a, a trusted player for this national team. And uh, Zach Steffen, who has been – I mean, he's been a captain. He's been – he's basically been getting starts every time that he's available – I kind of get why you wouldn't bring the teenager in this in this particular window. He's definitely one for the future. I don't think that I don't think that 2022 is Gabby Slonina's year. I think he's going to be one for for 2026 down the road, which is totally cool, man. I mean, goalkeepers um, hit their peak way later. This guy is an absolute baby in the world of soccer, especially in the world of, of goalkeeping and soccer. So um, I, I'm not really. Uh, bumming on that. I, I think that Gabby just needs to worry about um, continuing to get those clean sheets and uh, continuing to build up that resume and uh, waiting for that big boatload of money to roll in when someone asks for services uh, somewhere else. So uh, that's that's the roster, guys. That's the roster. So uh, wh- what are we thinking right now? What 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 are the big things? I think a lot of people are talking about John Brooks right now. I, I think that. Um, I think that for the most part, most of the all of the players that we wanted to be on the roster or in the roster. I think that as always, there's going to be people upset about the guys who are like the back end of the roster. Who's the the sixth center back or the fourth right back or the eleventh midfielder? Everybody's going to be mad at that. I, I've never really just been one to to get upset about that. Uh, but I do think um, all the players that we need to qualify for the World Cup are here. Um, the, the, uh, the Serginho test injury is going to be one that, that, uh, is really concerning. Uh, I mean, Serginho test is just one of those game changing players. I mean, we saw it against Costa Rica, just what he can do. Uh, it, he's so influential and he just, so he works so well with Tim Weah on that right wing. They develop such a chemistry, uh, and, and he's playing so well for Barcelona right now. I mean, Shabby came in and talked about, uh, getting rid of him saying he wasn't up to the grade and then you know, he kind of fought his way back onto the squad and has been looking really, really good. So I'm really disappointed for, for Serginho Des personally, um, because he, he, he seems to really be turning a corner. And, and how do you not like Serginho Des, the way that he plays, the way that he just seeks out Megs at every opportunity, uh, the way that he just like dazzles, just does no look stuff, just just wants to bury a, a defender every chance he gets the ball. Um, loves baguettes. Like, what's not to like about this kid? Let's see. I, I think uh, Kicking Balls FC, which is just, I mean, what a name. What a name. Just on the money. Just just right nail on the head. Kicking Balls FC. He asked the most important question, the, the question that we all should be worried about. Does this team qualify? And and honestly, I think it does. I, I think this this team has all the pieces necessary to qualify. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how you could be uh, think otherwise at this point. I mean, I know that we've had bad performances in the past. I know that this game, soccer, this game that we love so much, has a ton of variance and, and kind of anything can happen. Uh, but I, I think 
if we end up not qualifying, it's not going to be because of the roster. It's going to be because of um, maybe coaching decisions, maybe uh, personnel decisions, and maybe uh, players not getting it done on the field. I, I think we got everything we need to qualify at this point. At this point, guys, let's let's uh, a few more questions and then we'll wrap it up because there's literally. There is literally a St. Patrick's Day party going on right outside. I don't know if you can hear the uh, the Zotico music coming through uh, through the studio right now, but it is happening in the street. Uh, hundred yards from me is like a massive St. Patrick's Day party, and I want to get to it. I got my leprechaun shirt on. I'm ready to rock. Let's see. Garrett Tucker says, I sort of agree in regard to fans, but I think Greg really cares and wants the players to like him. Hence the sort of disingenuous, weird love of sneakers and using the term sicko mo. <laughs> uh, I, I, he's he's a he's an interesting dude. I don't think he like apologizes for who he is very much. I think we've seen in those moments where uh, on the sidelines where you see like that intensity flow through him, and you see kind of the guy who was remembered as like a very fiery and very all business player. Like, I don't know if you guys remember Greg Berhalter as a defender for the national team, but that was sort of who he was. He was all business. He wasn't looking to make friends on the national team. He was looking to uh, get playing time and and get it done. He was like a hard-nosed guy, and I think we see that reflected as a a manager. I think he has a lot of intensity, and I don't think he cares whether we like him or not at all. I don't think he cares what you think about his shoe choices or anything else. I think he's a... um, a bit of a prick probably, you know, if, if we're being honest, but, uh, but that doesn't really matter at this point. He's the guy who's going to lead the team uh, heading into Azteca. He's the guy that's going to be leading the team in uh, against Panama. He's the guy that we need to get it done. So uh, I'm all guns a blazing, hoping this dude gets it done. Chance Miller says top 100 likes chance. I mean, 80% of those likes are on you. You, 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 you accounted for 80 of those likes. You've been working hard. I appreciate it. I hope you find yourself a green beer or something like that tonight. Cole of Centauri donates four ninety nine says, if we beat Panama, we're in the playoffs. If Canada also ties Costa Rica, uh, we clinch directly. And yeah, there's, there's a lot of circumstances that, um, that allow us to qualify. And I think the biggest ones are like, if, if Panama and Costa Rica screw up royally the last thing that we want is for panama and costa rica to to have a nine point window that's worst case scenario uh so in in the scenario where we're like we beat mexico but failed that but we lose to panama and we lose to costa rica that ain't good that's not what we want we really want to uh we want to beat panama and i mean we want to beat everybody honestly we want a nine point window that's what we really want we want to uh go out and get as, as many points as we can um but the most important game is that Panama game. All right, guys, I think that about wraps it up, right? Like what else we got to talk about at this point? Uh, I, I think uh, I'm happy with the, uh, with the roster. I think the majority of the players that I thought would get in are in. Uh, I, I think this is a roster that can absolutely get it done. I want to thank you guys for coming in. Thank you for the comments. This has been a blast. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day. Of course, if you want this content on podcasts, you can find the Yank Report podcast everywhere podcasts are podcasted. Uh, shout out to my tier two members, Manuel Alivetis and Mike Irish. If you want to become a member, you get special perks. You can see 
uh, some members only videos. You get like a cool badge in the comment section. Uh, a lot of cool things that come with being a member. Uh, and, and you get to directly support the channel, which is awesome. But it's, it's not completely necessary. The best thing you can do to, to support the channel is hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Boys, we are on the road to 10,000 subscribers. Can you believe that? 10,000 subscribers. I started this channel what, like 13, 14, 15 months ago. And I remember starting the channel with zero subscribers and looking at it and, and just watching it, watching it, seeing like one, two views come and then all of a sudden one subscriber and then all of a sudden two subscribers and just being so fired up whenever we hit like 100 subscribers. And now we're a thousand away from 10,000 massive massive i didn't realize that the, the u.s soccer community was so big and passionate out there and it would grow so much and it's just been such a fun ride and i appreciate all you guys for being a part of it uh i want to end the video with just putting that up on the screen if you're listening to the podcast you're gonna have to watch the video to see what it says uh i think it wraps up the sentiments very nicely uh let's uh let's get out of here let's enjoy some uh st patrick's day fun Thank you guys for tuning in. My name is Sam. And this is the Yank Report brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.